0: the call to build your small business make it happen with a dot net domain name the place for dreamers for 30 years and counting visit keepdreamingup.net for tips and advice whether you're just getting started or looking to grow that's keepdreamingup.net you are locked on spurs your daily podcast on the san antonio spurs part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: Locked On Spurs is a daily podcast covering the San Antonio Spurs. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Audio Boom, and many more. Locked On Spurs will be there waiting for all Spurs fans, whether it be on your daily commute, lunch hour, or whenever you have time. Locked On Spurs will bring you the latest on the silver and black. Now, let's talk some Spurs. Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And I am your designated driver once again, Jeff Garcia. And thanks for clicking play one more time right here on Locked On Spurs, or I like to affectionately call it the LOS. And I think a lot of my friends and are, are now using that. So kind of been digging it. But we are here to put the spotlight on Perhaps the most unsung hero for the Spurs, at least through the halfway point of the 2016-17 NBA season. And that's David Lee. Uh, Look, heading into the new season, myself included, I wasn't that high on the signing. A lot of Spurs fans were kind of scratching their head thinking, what in the world is Buford and Pop? And the Spurs thinking, bringing this guy, this beat up, banged up shell-of-his-former-self player to the Spurs roster. I even had a fellow locked-on Celtics, John Corrales. He came on the show to pretty much warn Spurs fans exactly what David Lee was not going to bring the silver and black. But lo and behold, I stand corrected. You might be standing corrected. And to help pretty much, I guess, share the love and give David Lee the props, is David Ramil of Locked On Heat, who recently wrote a great article on Fansided about David Lee, and you should definitely go read it. So we're going to pretty much, I guess, at least for me, I'm going to be saying my apologies, David Lee, and then Dave (laughs) is pretty much going to be saying, I told you so, I told you so, in your face, Jeff. Dave, uh, first of all, welcome to LOS. And, uh, yeah, so... I kind of I have my foot in the mouth right now.
0: <laughs> well, I, I can't blame you. First of all, thanks again for having me on the show. Always great talking Spurs basketball with you. And, and uh, I can't, I mean, I think a lot of people didn't, you know, this is one of those moves that felt under the radar. You kind of think, well, he's got a sort of big name, although his career's kind of been, you know, not as as good uh, over the last couple of seasons as you might expect. And, and so when he signed the Spurs, it was, you know, it didn't really move the knee to be a major factor. You, you know, you had the retirement of Duncan, you had the addition of Pau Gasol, and even, you know, to a certain extent, the, the addition of Dwayne, Dwayne deadman you know, you don't fit in, he's going to do okay, but he's not necessarily going to be doing anything great. But what he does very efficiently, and and to the credit of Coach Popovich, he's found a way to get David to play to his strengths. So, you know, if there was one thing that came across when I was talking to David, it's how much he appreciates Coach Pop uh, being able to play to those strengths. You know, that he he wants to make sure that when you come in here, you don't rock the boat. Everybody's got a very specific role. Everybody does something that they do particularly well, and it's up to them to try and find you know the coaching staff for them to find how to mesh. Those skills together. And I think we're starting to see that from Lee because I think he's coming in. He started a few games when Gasol went down, uh, but he's coming off the bench. He's maintained that role and he just provides some nice consistency there. You know, he alluded to that when I spoke to him and uh, I guess, you know, a lot of Spurs fans are seeing that. So it's not too shocking given his history and his career as a whole. But again, I don't think that it was anything that necessarily moved the needle. You didn't see the addition of David Lee and said, okay, this is it. Or another powerhouse in the making.
1: Yeah, if you look at his numbers, and he's through 55 games this season, right. 7.4 points per game. He is uh, averaging 5.6 rebounds, 1.6 assists. He's shooting from the free throw line 70% from the field, about 60%. Pretty good numbers, and they're not – That, I guess, like you said, it didn't move the needle because you look what he did uh, in 2015-16 with the Mavs, at least when he split time there, 7.8 points per game. But the biggest difference, though, is just how better the Spurs are. In the uh, 15-16 season, he was a minus 1.5. But with the Spurs, at least this season, he is a plus 4.1. Is this a situation that he's just in the right system? Or uh, what do you attribute this to uh this this positive influence that David Lee has
0: i think it's a little bit of both i think i think one the system has worked really well in, in getting a, a opportunity to maximize what he does well but he's also given credit i've spoken to him twice this season i've been fortunate enough and and for those of you who haven't really spoken to him or or gone to know David Lee in his limited time in san antonio really really great guy like he, he is undoubtedly one of the nicest people i've spoken to in the nba and he's just always been very open and forthcoming in his interviews he took time you know in both meetings to to give me good lengthy interviews and answer each and all yeah. questions so uh really nice of him to do so but uh, you know he always he attributes the fact that even after his 12 seasons in the league this is his 13th year he's still you know, an old dog learning new tricks you know and uh you know that's not his terminology it's mine yeah. but but he says uh, you know popovich has worked really closely with him uh, making sure that he understands certain things in defense even in training camp he said you know, like, he's already learned things about defensive placement and, and, and positioning that he never had learned throughout his, his whole career in either in golden state or new york when he was reaching the all-star team and uh you know he, he said he specifically spoke on offense about providing spacing and i think i included that in, in the piece i wrote you know how the spacing was so important to popovich not to not to kind of mess that up for guys that work along the perimeter like Kawhi or, or Patty Mills right. or anybody who works along the perimeter. Just kind of stay out of their way. And if you look at Lee, I mean, one of the things that really stood out and why I wanted to talk to him again was he just seems to have this incredible knack for getting in the right place at the right time. A shot misses and all of a sudden he's there with the perfect rebound. And either he tries to put it back in traffic or he makes a nice little cut, a little pass to a cutting you know score or, or something like that. It just – you know we tend to kind of take for granted that he was particularly good early in his career and it's just the fact that you know he's had a couple of seasons that haven't been up to the same level that he was earlier in his career and we kind of I guess assume that he might be washed at this point, but he seems to be fitting in really well.
1: Yeah, leave it to the San Antonio Spurs and Popovich and the coaching staff to get the best out of an aged veteran. I mean, how, how often have we heard that uh, throughout uh, Pop's tenure? I mean, he bringing in players that maybe other teams kind of discard or they don't want to have any interest, and they come in and they make an impact. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. I've been watching the Spurs since game one of this season and been seeing David Lee, do something beyond stats and it's just that inspiration that he gives the spurs whether he's on the bench or on the court he has that little spark and i and i've would been kind of harping on this for years saying that the spurs need a kind of a, a player that's gonna fire them up gonna get them riled up uh and i've been seeing that out of lee he will get rebounds and with authority, and he's coming up. He's not afraid to maybe mix it up, if you will, for lack of a better term, with other uh, yeah. opponents. He's very physical. He is not going to back down. And even on the bench, he's laughing. He's joking. He's having fun with the guys. I like seeing that out of David Lee.
0: Absolutely. And I think a big part of that, you know, one of the things he explained to me, in that, and I think you agree, is, you know, he comes from a winning culture. Right? You know, the fact that he was able to to win a championship in Golden State, and you look at who, their head coach at the time when he won that championship was Steve Kerr, you know somebody who obviously learned from Popovich when he was playing for the Spurs as well. And, and I think that there were certain similarities there in the culture, and I think it really helped Lee as far as his integration into the Spurs culture too. And, and he does. He absolutely provides a spark there. And I think that's just partly his personality, the fact that he's seen so much throughout his career he's played you know five years in new york five years in golden state and even last season when he was like you said splitting time between boston and dallas you know it's a chance to learn from some pretty good coaches and brad steven and rick carlisle so you know he's seen a little bit of everything and he's just able to to bring that out on a nightly basis and, and i think you know one of the things popovich said was uh you know i asked him specifically about lee and he's like you know what he's just he he works really hard he, he jumped into it He's figured out the system, and then he's you know he's paid off, and he's putting in some good minutes for us. So I, I, I like that people around San Antonio, especially you, are recognizing that from him.
1: Yeah, if you look at David Lee's last five games uh, in uh, in action, he's averaging about 19 minutes, not too much of an uptick from his season average of 18.6, just a smidge right. bit, and that's obviously because of the injury to Pal Gasol, but he's taking advantage of that extra time on the court. He's averaging in the last five games, that is, points per game he's uh upped his assist to a solid two he's upped his rebounding to seven he's shooting 71 percent and he's shooting a whopping 64 percent from the field efficient reliable i I like what i see out of lee and i guess my big question i'm gonna ask you now is and you kind of alluded to it about the defense that maybe he's been knocked on you know meaning like hey you know david lee doesn't play any defense he doesn't have lateral quickness you know what's going on but you mentioned the attention to defense this season have you seen david lee perhaps up his defense Uh, is this probably the best we've seen it or is this pretty much a product of the system
0: You know, I I think it's a a little bit of both. Again, I think, you know, I think he's certainly paying more attention. I think you look back at the, the teams he played with during his Knicks career, you know, the first five years of his career there, you know, he was a young player still learning the ropes and those teams, you know, weren't particularly dominant. They had some solid rim protection, I guess, when Tyson Chandler was there, but, you know, they wasn't. It was inconsistent at best, and I don't think it was necessarily the the best version of him as a defender. And I think that was something that was largely ignored during his tenure in, in Golden State as well. And, you know, so much of that narrative is written by the fact that he signed his really big lucrative deal. And, you know, people saw that as an albatross, and it's hard for you to live up to those kinds of, you know, monetary numbers when you're putting up so many points but not necessarily – showing it on the defensive end look i mean san antonio's fans are very lucky to have a two-way player like kawhi leonard that does as much offensively as he does defensively but around the league i don't think that's the case those are very few and far between that you'll find a player that consistent and for lee i think he just you know he just wasn't much of a defender but in in, in san antonio again it's finding a way to do things as well as he possibly can no one's asking for him to be guarding guys along the perimeter and chasing them in pick and picking rolls. You just got to be earnest, show a little bit on pick and roll situations, do what you can. You know, you mentioned his aggressiveness in the low post. I think he, he knows how to throw an elbow around, how to body up on somebody. And, you know, he's learning little tricks even at this point in career. And I think considering the fact that the rest of the team has so many quality defenders. Look, even, even Pau Gasol I don't think was known as a particularly good defender at this point in his career either. Right. But when he was playing early on, I think he looked pretty pretty good, better than he did – In his last year in Chicago, anyway. So I I think uh, I think the system, the the personnel San Antonio has, has an ability to make everybody look a little bit better, and they just buy into the to the process.
1: Yeah, and again, what I, I get, yeah, he may be undersized at the position he plays. But he's he's definitely producing them. I mean, and I like that you that you pointed out that he plays within his role. And I think that's right. very key in San Antonio is knowing your role. If you just know your role, you're going to succeed under Popovich and the Spurs system. And it's pretty much simple as that. I mean, I've, I've talked to many players that have come in and out of the Spurs and even current Spurs today. All of them just say, Know your role. Just do what you're asked for. I mean, you can't get any simpler than that. And you see that with Lee. Look, Lee's not going to be the guy that you saw or the listener saw, or I saw in Golden State or New York. Perhaps those years are behind him. But for a guy that's been in the league for so long, as long as he has, and at 33 years old to so still produce at, at, a, at a good level, is a credit not only to Lee, but to the Spurs and the system. And, could but if you look back dave and to the beginning of the season do you kind of blame spurs fans for having that negative uh feelings towards him or is it this situation now or where i see i told you so i mean how do you feel about that
0: (laughs) i mean look the reality is you know it's hard to come down off a 19 year high that you had with tim duncan right i mean those are astronomically big shoes to fill. And and like I said, part of, you know, part of the situation with Lee, I think was mostly narrative driven. You know, uh, I, I alluded to it in the piece I wrote, you know, his critics will look at the fact that golden state didn't become the quote unquote warriors until Lee got hurt and Draymond green was inserted. And we got to a chance to see that kind of versatility in play, And that's what made the warriors so much more dangerous than they were with Lee as a starter. And so you know, he was hurt most of that season a couple of years ago when they won the title 2014-15. And then last season, you know, he was going in between, still not at full strength, going in between Dallas and, and Boston. And, you know, you mentioned the fact that the Celtics fans didn't really get a chance to see much out of him. You know, maybe there was some adjustment period there. He didn't really understand his role in Brad Stevens' offense. Maybe he didn't necessarily understand how to fit in with that team. Um, you know, he was still adjusting when he went to Dallas, and, and you know he only had a few weeks under Carlisle. It's not, it's not the best scenario. So for San Antonio's fans, you see this guy who looks, you know, like he's struggling over the last couple of seasons. I can't blame him. I mean, I, I think it's an, a normal reaction to say, look, he wasn't the All Star that he was five years ago. You know, not even four seasons ago when he was with Golden State. This is a guy who's who's struggled mightily. He doesn't have that athleticism. You know, this isn't the guy who won. the the slam dunk contest when he was at the University of Florida. He's he's no longer that player anymore. Um, But he's still a capable player. And and look, he mentioned it to me, his basketball IQ. And I think, you know, if there's going to be a team that can really utilize those kinds of smart, effective players, it's San Antonio. So, I mean, I think one – He wasn't expected to be much of a contributor, but the fact that he has come in bought into the system and been able to learn some things here, you have to give credit to the whole coaching staff for being able to find a way to maximize what he does.
1: Yeah. When I dive deeper into the numbers, he's uh, started seven games for the Spurs this season. And in those starts, he averages about 28 minutes per game and he produces 10.6 points per game. Off the bench is the majority of the time where he's been playing this year. Forty-eight games off the bench, and in that he is a seven points off the bench. And you just look at the numbers. I mean, I mean, I mean, while wow, he's a starter, I mean, you couldn't ask for more out of him. He's a double double when he's a starter. Ten points, ten rebounds a game, and that's you know to me that's been impressive to know that this guy can still. I mean, he's not going to be doing the twenty and. Uh, 15 like he used to but to right. give a, a nice solid double double like that off the bench and in limited minutes that's that's just great and let's not forget the Spurs bench is one of the better benches in the league if they're like um, the top five benches if you look at the numbers and he's right. a part of that
0: right yeah you know I, I look at Dwayne Dedman you know I, I happen to cover Orlando Magic games and you know because that's where I'm I live close to Orlando geographically so I, I saw him last year when you know Scott Skiles basically had him nailed to the bench. You know he wasn't getting any kind of burn at all. He wasn't playing hardly at all, and he always had that kind of athleticism, that potential, and you know he signed a really cheap deal because to be honest, I don't think anybody really wanted to, to you know commit a lot of money. And somehow San Antonio found uh, you know some potential in him, and, and I think he's been great. I mean. Be able to add more insight than I would as to his overall production all season, but I think he's been a really nice find for San Antonio. Wouldn't you agree?
1: I definitely agree, and I also think that uh, under 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 the radar too is David Lee, and I think he gets lost in that. A lot of the attention is given to uh, Dwayne deadman The Spurs got themselves a jam, even to the extent of Dejounte Murray. Oh, the Spurs stole another great player deep in the draft. <laughs> Even yeah. I would even say, I'll go a little further and say that David Lee kind of gets lost in that shuffle. That they that the media, maybe fans, at least outside of Spurs fans, they don't give him the recognition, that being David Lee, that he yeah. deserves. It, he started off a little slow, but that's understandable. A new system, new place, new coach, new teammates. But he's definitely trucking along right now, and the numbers just prove that.
0: Yeah, you know, part of it, I think, is also... He's, he's just an overall personality, and after 13 years, he's just been a guy who does his work. He goes in there; you never really hear any controversy with him. I think the most attention that he's gotten over the last few seasons was because of his injury in Golden State and the fact that you know he wasn't exactly happy being replaced in the starting lineup, but he accepted that role. And you know, I, I think that's that's pretty much it. And then before that, it was the fact that maybe he wasn't necessarily living up to that contract and you know, the 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 issues defensively, but he hasn't made a lot of news. He's not a guy who has like a huge social media presence or he doesn't have a brand that he extols at every stop or anything like that. He's just a guy who kind of goes under the radar. And, and you know, maybe that's perfect. Maybe that's just the best way for him. And, and look, he, he told me he was happier than he's ever been at any point in his career. He's just really content being able to fit into the system. He really likes The good locker room scenario there, you know, he compared it to Golden State and really still liked, you know, I was trying to see if there was a rivalry in place there because I imagine a lot of Spurs fans probably feel that there is. But, you know, to his credit, he didn't think there was. He still, you know, like I said, he roots for them occasionally when he sees them on TV. He's still impressed by what they do as a team. And, you know, he's still friends with a lot of the guys that were on that unit. and, And that's understandable. But he's just been so under the radar and everything that's been. Mostly how he's just gone throughout his whole career. So it kind of fits perfectly with his career, but it also fits perfectly with San Antonio's under-the-radar approach.
1: Exactly. Under-the-radar, doesn't draw attention to himself, does his job, knows his role. Yeah, a perfect fit. I know a little story here, though. I actually met David Lee years and years and years ago when he was playing in New York. Mm -hmm. He was uh, at a function. Uh, I think he was there to help promote some... Oh, my God. Some brand new launch of some alcoholic beverage. I don't know what it was. Okay. But but I mean, I talking. About this was years ago. I mean, and, sure, this, sure. and that was very common. You know, he wasn't like putting his name to it. He was just there to help spread the word about this product. It felt like he was doing a favor for a friend or something. Okay. And met him. And I was just shocked. And this is back when this was prime David Lee in New York. Double-double right. wrecking machine. Right. Humble as can be. He even allowed me just to hang out with him after we were done with the interview. He was just like, yeah, you want to hang out and just hang out. And we were just hanging out at a party <laughs> at a launch party. And I was sitting there thinking, am I really having drinks with David Lee? I mean, is this really <laughs> happening? But, um, but yeah, yeah. I, I can attest to it personally that he is just down to earth, very grounded and the perfect fit for the San Antonio Spurs. and, Boy, am I eating crow after, what, the midway point? So I'm sorry, David. I didn't mean, I didn't know. I bought into the hype or the negative hype. I should have known better. But Dave, any final words about David Lee? I mean, you met him. You've been speaking to him. Something you can impart on uh, Spurs fans that just need that little extra to say, you know what? Okay, we were wrong. Lee is a good fit.
0: Oh, I I mean, aside from everything I've said, I I can't get past – you know, how humble he was, you know. I, I'm glad that you brought it up because he really he really conveyed that to me as well. You know, he, he was just saying how, you know, he never expected his career to be as long as it was. You know, the fact that he's been able to accomplish everything, and you, know, you look at his career numbers, they actually are quite impressive. You know, he's a two-time All-Star, 10,000-plus points, 7,000-plus rebounds, et cetera. you know, for for a late-round draft pick, a guy who was never really expected to make it, as far as he has, he's really worked for everything and and he's always done it with such humility. And I I think uh, that just comes across and, and you know, the conversation with him and his career, the things that he does on and off the floor. So I think San Antonio fans, although he'll never beat Tim Duncan and that's not his role, you know, you found a good guy there and you should appreciate what he does for the next couple of seasons.
1: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. And I am looking for great things out of him and the stretch run where the uh, Spurs, uh, well, hopefully get that elusive uh, six title. That'd be awesome. If they can, but it's gonna be a tough stretch of a road to get to that, especially playing the in the West. And hopefully David Lee will shine and. Uh, have that high basketball IQ ready to go and produce when the Spurs call on him. Now, obviously, Dave and I, we've been referring to uh, Dave's um, article that he wrote. And Dave, where can uh, Spurs fans find that and go read that?
0: Well, you can find that via the Step Back. That's uh, the basketball platform on Fansided. Or you could just follow me at Twitter at DRamil13. That's D-R-A-M-I-L-13. All my work is there. And, I'll post that one pretty regularly because I am pretty proud of of you know being having a chance to talk to Popovich and 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 leave for a second time this season. It's uh, it's been a great experience so I, I'm pretty happy with that piece.
1: Yeah, I read the piece. You need to go read it too, listener. It's well worth your time. Trust me. Uh, but as Dave mentioned, uh, you do can find him on Twitter at dramel13. You can find me on Twitter at jeffgspurzone email me at jeffgarcia74 at gmo.com let's talk some spurs and obviously cannot forget dave also co-hosts locked on heat go subscribe to locked on heat on the uh audioboom.com locked on podcast network it's there you can find it in most platforms itunes google play stitcher you name it the Lockdown Spurs, Locked On Heat, all the locked on teams are represented, whether it be NBA, NFL, College Ball, you name it, it's there. But for David Rumel I'm Jeff Garcia. He and I, we're gonna put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.